this week we are back in Venice. Today's episode is all about the big guns, St Mark's Square, the incredible St Mark's Basilica and the Doge's Palace, as well as some real surprises. These buildings are absolutely incredible with amazing history, artwork and some fascinating stories. We tell you all about the secret police and their secret mailboxes all over Venice, as well as the secret doors and tunnels in the palace. So lots of secret squirrel business that went on, including how the most famous prisoner held in the palace, Casanova, escaped in the middle of the night. Listen to the end to hear the dreadful thing that happened to four bronze horses that sit atop the basilica in the main square. Oh, and also something else that involves horses that you just won't believe, and I think you'll make you think that's pretty disgusting. Here's a hint. Think blonde hair and ammonia. I'll leave it to your imagination. So enjoy episode 53, all about the fascinating and sometimes gross history of Venice. Cheers and welcome to the Beach Travel Wine podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Leanne and I'm Lyle and this is the travel podcast for beach loving wine drinking couples over 50. So if that sounds like you, grab yourself a drink, sit back, relax and listen as we go traveling the world one wine at a time. Cheers. Oh, welcome back to Venice. Ciao, baby. <laughs> Ciao, baby. You've been saying that to me for days. Uh, like even before we came, every time I wake up, the first thing you'd say is ciao, baby. Well, I wasn't practising. You were practising, yes. It was, and very sweet. So we're back in Venice and we're now going to hit the big guns. Yeah? Sure. Sure, yeah. As we said uh, in our previous podcast, we we walked to um, St. Mark's Square in uh, the middle of the Sahara Venice, San Marco. That's um, isn't it? So when you walk into Saint Saint Mark's Square, you're quite. Um, what do you work? What's the word? Maybe not overwhelmed, but the size of it. Is, yeah, look, is, it's 180 meters long, or 590 feet. Wow! You didn't realize I knew this. You've done your and research. And 70 time. meters wide, which is 230 feet. Look, it is what it is. It's, uh, it, you know, it's, it's big. Uh, and then and the, each of the, as you walk in from the direction we came, you just look at this as at the Basilica. It's magnificent. And there's the huge uh, Campanile, which is the, the, uh, bell tower. the bell tower. And then along the sides, you've got. Um, well, it's, it's all the buildings and they're all symmetrical. You, you know, like they're all the same height. They've got just the window after window after window, you know. Like yeah, it's they, like an arch, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they just all look the same. And then the, you've got all the restaurants lined up, and you've got, uh, and yes. that's and it's that's where that the oldest restaurant in Italy is. Yes. And then a couple of the restaurants have actually got bandstands. Yes. And so that's right. So you can hear the, the yeah. So they basically play the whole time you're there. Yes. And it's more or less obviously very traditional um, Italian music. Like, it's, it is very, very romantic. And then... At one end, there's some museums now, which used to be a oh, church. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah that Carrere. Carrere, Museo mm. de Carrere. Yep. And and then you look back, um, as as Lyle was saying, and the bell tower isn't in the middle. It's, no, it's, it's on the right-hand of, side. It's the right-hand side. But it's actually a replica because the Venetians arrived in St. Mark's Square one day and it imploded on itself and so they rebuilt it apparently it's a very good replica and you can now go to the top and you don't have to climb stairs there's a lift inside so and you can look at the rooftops yes from up there yeah sure and and obviously the the canals and things the water you'd see from up there as well and so yeah so you're looking as you said at, at the saint mark's basilica which everyone's heard of and it's one of the most famous landmarks in in venice and the other thing i i I just remembered then is the three tallest flagpoles i've ever seen in my entire life yeah yeah, they were right right at the front of st mark's basilica the thing that strikes you about the basilica and we're we're going to talk about a bit more about that in a little while because we're going to go to the doge palace first but when you look at the basilica is um it's covered in um murals made out of mosaics and there, there's three main ones on the outside that you can see, but two of them in particular, you know, they're, they're not, they weren't all done at the same time. You know, they're all spread over centuries and you can actually see the progression of 
people's knowledge of how to do, you know, like um, art. You know, one of them is just like two-dimensional, which I really like that one. But the one next to it shows depth, you know, but, but by putting in sort of shadow, shadows and things. So back in the day, their technology. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So that 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 was pretty impressive. And then you see the domes, you yes, know, that, on you the, know, on the, from yep. the exterior, and it almost looks, uh, I suppose, Muslim. Yep. But we'll I tell mean, them about that whole dome thing, won't we? We will. <laughs> so Leah just almost grabbed me on the knee, saying. I'm glaring. Don't bloody say oh, that man, now. You jump ahead. I well, get, <laughs> I get excited. You do get excited. But what I wanted to say was because I'd never been to Venice and all the sort of documentaries and pictures I've seen, a lot of them, they had these two big poles, um, pillars, at the big, at the opening of the um, square Onto, yeah, well, that's onto the water. Yeah, so you're looking, you're looking directly at the basilica, and then you turn right, right. And, the, and when you turn right, you've actually got the another square. Well, you got the doge. Yes, the doge, and then at the end of that, that which is right on the canal. Yes, and you're talking about the two columns oh, there. Correct. Okay. Yeah, Let's, I was trying to. So. <laughs> we might have our first domestic on the podcast. <laughs> I was just clarifying. Yes. Well, what I was saying is that that's what I thought St. Mark's Square was because oh, okay. that's what you see in the pictures, right? You see the, the two big poles with the... Um, columns. Yes, columns with St. Mark and St. Theodore on them. But that was the original gate to the square from the canal. Correct. Yes, right? But that's not St. Mark's Square. That's, you know, that's part of, um, you know, the outside of, of the Doge Palace, as you said. So there's sort of two um, plazas in one. Yeah, yeah, sure. And, and along with that that plaza I'm talking about, there's more restaurants and cafes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they had music there as well. That's correct. Yeah. And that's where we had I had my 17 euro that's draft right. beer. Yes, which and, we mentioned and, earlier. Uh, the 15 <laughs> euro wine, but you know that's so what it's you almost pay like for. a big L shape, isn't it? Is what I'm trying to say. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. I'm glad we sorted that out. We're okay. So, again. do you want to uh, tell me about uh, what's on top of those two columns? No. Please. <laughs> I just thought I did before. One of them has um, a big winged lion, which represents um, Saint Mark. Yes. Right. Which is like the patron, one of the patron saints of Venice, and the other one has Saint Theodore. And that is actually a person and he's got a big sword or a spear and it's like a crocodile representing a dragon that he's slain, which mm. is um, St. Theodore was the original saint of Venice. Yeah, he was St. Theodore the warrior. Okay, and he that like, that's um, representing um, victory over evil. Correct. Oh, thank you. And what, else, and what else was that, 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 that particular area of? Famous well, for. that's part of the Doge Palace story, isn't it? Is it was that was where they held public executions. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, my test over. Yeah, well, that that was very good. Yeah, <laughs> Thank I, you. yeah, Thank I, you. I, you'd almost Jeez, get a man. you know an elephant stamp for that. Right, elephant stamp. Oh, where did that come from? Oh, I don't so, know. So let's move on, shall we? Now yes. we booked another tour because everyone says book your tours before you get here. It's so busy. It's so busy. Do the early tour. Do the early tour. So I got online and booked a walking tour with a, a guide to the Doge Palace and St. Mark's Basilica starting at 8 a.m., yes? Correct. So we got up early, walked over there and met our tour guide, Paula, and right at the sort of at the outside the museum in St. Mark's Square with a group, you know, quite a big group of people, probably 30 people, I'd say, Divided them into two, maybe a bit more than that. Oh, oh yeah. no, we had 17 in our group because she counted us one by one, remember? Yep, yep, yeah, yeah. But originally there was a, another group there. Yeah, yeah. So we we were about the only people, maybe a handful of other people in St. Mark's Square at that time of day. And our first, I thought we were going to St. Mark's first, but no, we were um, we were starting in the Doge Palace. Yeah? Correct. So just quickly before we talk about the, the, the inside and, and, and the tour, what is the Doge Palace? Uh, the Doge Palace is... It's where the Doge live. Now, the Doge is... You, <laughs> waiting for Lola to, you know, catch up. No, Sorry. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm oh, with you now. Yeah, okay. okay, so it's a masterpiece of Gothic architecture. The Doge Palace 
is an impressive structure composed of layers of building elements and ornamentation from its 14th and 15th century origin mm. foundations to the significant Renaissance and opulent Mannerist. Mannerist is a 16th century style of art and design characterized by artificial artificiality, elegance, mm. and sensuous, sensuous distortions of the human figure. That wasn't exactly what I was meaning. Okay. So look, the Doge. We've been talking about Doge Palace like everyone knows what it is, and I had no idea before I came to Venice. Okay, so the Doge Palace, the Doge is like. The leader of Venice. Yeah, it's sort of like they say the Duke, but it really is not the Duke. So the he's Doge, not a king, though. No, he's not a king. It's not because it was actually a democracy. Yes. It's a democracy. So the Doge was um, voted in by I suppose, quite elitist, actually. Yes. So you had to be an aristocrat to be mm. able to, to be voted in. I think there was like 1,600. But uh, once you're voted in as a Doge, you were a Doge for life? You're, yeah, you're and there for good. So that's the, that's the name of the leader of Venice. Yeah. yeah. And now this leader lived in the doge, doge palace, palace yeah. right so we are going into the sensual whatever you just said doge palace <laughs> and we're doing a tour inside but it was more than just um it was more than just where he lived which we're going to we're going to tell you about so let's get into the doge palace when when was it first built though because it's quite historic yeah yeah it was built in uh, 1340 Yes. and extended and modified in the following centuries. Yeah, so basically there was fires and, you know, like they, yeah. and they added on and then that would, something would burn down and they'd build more or, or you know, like it's, it was built over centuries really, wasn't it, yeah. to, to how it is today. So it looks quite um, quite decorated on the outside, doesn't it? You know, like it's, what do they, what, I can't even think of the, the name of it, but it's almost um, Muslim looking. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, I that, think that, that decoration. Yeah, well, a lot of the decorations in that that that, that they had, they pinched from Constantinople, sure. so that's probably yeah. why. It's... But it's not Gothic, is it? What is that? What is the word I'm looking for? You know, like how it went, like the sort of architecture is like the mosque. Byzantine. No, that's not the one I'm looking for. I'll come. I'll come back to that. Anyway, so the Doge Palace is where the Doge lived. It was built over centuries and centuries and centuries. So Yeah, and but, but not only with where he lived, but it also had the administration offices, sure, that's the law offices. Yeah, exactly. Like it was yeah, So his part It's almost like the town hall as well. Correct. So but his part of living it was up the top yeah. and it was it was the only privacy this guy had, right? Yeah. And so each um each doge uh, was voted in for life as we said. Correct. And they lived there. Yes. And even though they were the leader, the voted leader, they really couldn't make any decisions on their own. That's correct. Right. So there were anyway, so let's let, so we go into the Doge Palace. And they were voted in by the aristocracy. Yes. And I think there was like um, you had to have a certain amount of money and blah blah blah. Yes. And so, you know, it was it a democracy. Mm, Who knows? You know, yeah. I I think it's stretching it. But, All right. um, but let's tell the people how nice it is because we've probably gone on and on about the name of this person so yeah i think probably the best way to describe it is that um venice was basically the center of europe like it was the and and but this, economically uh financially everything and, was going for it so it could afford to have the best right and this was a palace but as you said that was the heart of where all decisions Everything about Venice was decided here. Yeah, so, and it had, so if the ambassadors from other countries sure. or merchants kings, from other countries. And we're going to talk about one yeah. of the kings in a minute, actually. Yeah. They would come to the Doge Palace right. to do their negotiations. And, but what they did was they had all these different rooms and I think it was depending on what the, you know, the outcome or, you know, what what, what you wanted depends on which room you went into. So we we didn't go into all the rooms, no. but we went into a lot of them. And one of the one of the first ones we went into was the, called the room with four doors because it had big four big doors in it. And that's where people, when they had a meeting with the Doge, you know, it was like the the waiting room basically. And you know, he would come down and you know he would move you on to which next room that you would you know go into, but. Just this room alone, 
the ceilings and are covered in artwork, you know, like big fresco. Are they fresco? Is that what they're called? Like, um, no, not not necessarily. No. Well, the frescoes, um, I suppose they are, really. Yeah, they're just huge paintings. And the bigger the, or the more important the room, I guess, the more elaborate the the artwork seems to become, doesn't it? You yeah, know? look, it, it, is, it takes your breath away. You yeah. just look at the, the walls and the ceilings. And the paintings and the tell stories, don't yeah, they? Yeah, and There's you've a... got some rooms that have got battles. Yeah. You know, uh, with um, and one, one of the particular rooms focused on the sacking of Constantinople and, you know, and, yeah, and yeah. now you look back and you think, well, you know, it was almost like a war crime. Yes. But um, back yeah. in the day yeah. it was um, celebrated. And then there was like the, the Senate room. So that's um, where the um, the doge would meet with the other, you know, decision makers and, you know, they'd all have to agree and that. So that was quite, and there's a lot of dark timber in these rooms. So the walls are, are panelled with decoration they've got floor to ceiling windows and when you look up at the ceiling you know the decoration I've got so many photos of these on the website the decoration is so so intricate yeah yeah and the wooden part of them uh, are made by you know carpenters and they carve them these great big frames they're basically like frames around the artwork aren't they mm. and they carve the wood out and then they cover it bit by bit in gold leaf. Yeah. So there's, there's you know, you look at the ceilings are amazing. And on the walls they've got, um, like some of them have got these massive clocks. And they're what 20 clocks and they've okay. got 24 hour clocks. Sure. And they only have a one hand that points to the hour. They don't have a second hand. Yeah. And, and, the, and, the, and the one to 24 are all in Roman numerals. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then there's a... And then there's a zodiac clock. Yeah, the astrological clock, that's it. Um, astro- yeah, so... And then the, in each room too, they have somewhere obviously where the doge sits, so it's like a platform, you know. So depending on what the, you know, whether it's a visiting ambassador or, you know, that the room that they go into is much bigger and it's got, you know, like the room of 10, you know, and the just room after room. And I think I'm glad we had a guide because um, she gave us so much information and you would never have known where to go. I don't think. Own. I don't. Well, I, I think you probably could get an audio guide, but yeah, it would yeah. take a lot longer. Yes. I thought um, if you were if you were going to do it, it was great. It wasn't was. It? Yeah, you definitely do yeah. a, 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 a guide Good. tour. But the, I mean, then then there was one of the rooms I remember, and it had all the paintings of all the dojas. Yes, dojas. Dojas. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to say doje. Yeah. Um, well, yes, that's right. So they they painted themselves kneeling, yes, because they like to appear humble, yeah, and humility. you know because they're there for the the people. You're right, mm. um, and they all put their coat of arms of their family on the painting as well. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, all the dojes have a, have a great big big picture. But one of the pictures, let's talk about this. This is fascinating. One of the pictures had um, Henry the the Third, Third, yeah, the French king. Right, and he came for a visit for a week and so they partnered him up with the famous courtesan of the day and to be um, one of the, you know, the famous courtesans, you had to have a few things. You had to have, you had to have blonde hair. We'll talk about that in a moment. This is Italian people having blonde hair. You had to be quite intelligent. Mm. You had to be quite voluptuous as well. Yeah. And um, you maybe had to be able to play a musical instrument, right? Yeah. So, um, so they gave you know they paired him up with this beautiful courtesan who's actually in the in that painting. Yes, at the back. And he liked it so much here that he stayed for a whole lot longer than a week. I yeah, think he, it was a month, but yeah. yeah. Um, but it was interesting. We we found out then that um, the women of Venice saw blonde, wavy, curly hair, it had to be too, couldn't be straight. So they saw blonde hair as a sign of beauty. Correct. Right? So nothing's changed. Nothing's changed. However, when you look at most Venetian women, they're dark hair. Correct. Right? So back in, you know, the day, we're talking centuries and centuries ago. 1300s, yeah, They 1400s. had to find a way to make their hair blonde. Yes. Right. And actually, 
we at this particular hotel where we're staying at the palace mm. um we went upstairs and there's a wooden structure up there yeah a rooftop area yeah and a lot of the palaces have these rooftop areas on them and however i don't imagine the courtesans had access to those so anyway yeah but if if blonde hair was the, yeah. the a sign of beauty obviously all mm. the, the 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 ladies in correct all the, the all the, the wives <laughs> Of the of the aristocrats <laughs> would have wanted blonde hair as right. well, and so to get blonde hair, you don't just go to the hairdresser. You get people, slaves, people are made. So you to, don't go to Bondi Lane. No, you don't go to Bondi Lane hairdresser. You get a special mixture of herbs and spices. And um, there was something else I mentioned. There was a main ingredient. I'm coming to that. You want to spoil all my stories. The main thing that you need to dye your hair blonde is ammonia. And you got they got their ammonia. Get this. This is the aristocratic women of the day changing their hair from black to blonde, lying up in the sun. Oh, they had to have white skin as well. So they had to lie up in the sun, cover their skin up so it wouldn't get darker. And they put this, you know, remedy on their hair, which included herbs and spices, the Kentucky Fried Chicken, and horse urine, a paste of that. And yeah, they and so that, on... and that combined with the sunlight yes. turned their hair blonde. Well, I don't think it was instant, so I don't know how many times the horse had to pee on their hair. But um... Well, from what I can gather, horses pee pretty well. <laughs> really? That's bizarre. But you, all their, so all these paintings of the women of the day and and how beautiful they are and the women representing Venice all have blonde, wavy hair and, yeah, you can see these wooden structures on the rooftops of the palaces where the ladies change their hair to blonde. So, yeah, you're right, nothing's changed. Mm. (laughs) Doge Palace had, as we said, quite a few different um, facilities that uh, it was used for. So the the leader lived there and, you know, he's entertain guests, etc. Uh, what we didn't talk about was um, the biggest room in in the Doge Palace. Actually, it's one of the biggest rooms, like um, in any building in 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 Italy, and it's called the um, the Chamber of the Great Council, mm. and it's huge. And you walk in there, and you just can't. I think it's like fifty three meters long and twenty something meters wide. It's just massive, and that's where they've got that painting of um, the overtaking of um, Constantinople and there's, you know, one end, you, you can't even see some person from one end to the other, but this room was for all sorts of reasons where everybody would meet, you know, if you had more than the other rooms would fit. But what one of the main functions was they would, the wives of the doges would put on um, what they call... Banquets. Yeah, banquets. But these banquets just wouldn't go for, you know, like one night they'd go for days and days and days wouldn't they so um and yeah so so as i said it's called the chamber of the great council and it, it is the the ceiling in that i've got the i've got a photo just sort of standing at one end and you can see there's sort of statues at one end and then the ceiling of that is so impressive and then i've got a photo the other way of that um the pleasure one go you know like it's all about you know people going to heaven it was just yeah yeah, no, I think the artist that did most of that was Bellini. Oh, it's fascinating, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, it and really, it, it really was. And, and everything, um, when we were told during the tour, all the paintings were symbolic. Yes, and yeah, so that, story symbolic. Yeah, yeah, and so that when people would come to these banquets or for, you know, uh, government meetings, these uh, paintings on the side of the walls of you know, showing the how Venetians. powerful Venice was. Yeah, yeah, that was to intimidate everybody. Yeah. So, um, very now, interesting. as we said, so it was all these. So the the Doge's sort of living quarters on one level, and then you've got all these rooms for all the different functions of running the the country or the the city of Venice on on this other level. But there were some other things, or there are some other things at the Doge Palace. Now um, they. They had a secret room for the secret police, and we're going to talk about them in a minute. But they, it was also the jail. So yeah. it's where people were jailed. And there were two jail areas, and one was down below, and it was called the well because 
the um, cells were often in like had water on the floor and it was rats everywhere apparently it was just like being in hell uh you and once you went down there you just well you didn't want to go down there basically that was pretty awful and then they had another jail which was actually above the the living quarters in the what did they call the the cavity of the ceiling and so the the ceiling or the roof outside the roof was made of lead uh so yet that jail up top was called the leads or the lead yeah so that's where they put some prisoners as well so you'd probably rather go up there yes mm-hmm. yes um he's looking at me like no 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 <laughs> you're listening and so they the secret police um had 70 mailboxes around mm. the city of venice and each of those mailboxes had like a face of a, a lion a lion with the, um, the mouth and you put um a piece you put letters in the mailbox for the secret yeah. police yeah so and one of the things that the venetians were aristocrats were very very paranoid about spies yes. so and that because of their economic and financial power um that's what their main concern well being was. a trader was worse than being a murderer they, they that was yeah. yeah so what you could do if you suspected somebody of being committing a crime or being a spy same you know same and or you would put you know hello my name's lyle mccabe from beach trouble wine i suspect that my wife leanne is a spy and put or it traitor or traitor and put it in the mouth of the lion yeah right the next day or whenever there someone from the secret police would go around all of venice and um collect any of the the letters from the secret mailboxes and collect them and take them back to the secret secret squirrel business at the doge palace where the secret police had their secret headquarters and they would then go through them now, yeah that adjudicate which ones were right. possibly worth uh, more so they'd be like yep that one's worth investigating not throw that one in the bin right now if they get one out that says oh this looks interesting this is from Lyle McCabe he says oh Mrs McCabe has you know done you know done the dirty yep um that needs investigating more so they take that and they investigate more and they find out that no Leanne McCabe hasn't done the been a spy um so she's free to go but Lyle McCabe who's made a false accusation he now is going to jail and so he gets taken down to the wells so good system right you know yeah, I reckon it's clever you're not going to um dob someone in just to because you don't like them because you risk a fate worse than death anyway right yeah sure I, th- I just think it's really so I think clever. people were, were terrified of them yeah now the other thing they we one of the rooms we went into I can't remember the name of it but it's where three of the secret police now they were elected into these positions head positions and they only held them for three months um and then another three were elected and they were the ones that made all the decisions about you know so if you're going into that room to sit in front of these steely-eyed you know secret police you're pretty well in the shit, right you mm. know i don't think many of them walk free um and what would happen is you know yes you're guilty you need to go to the lead or you need to go to the well and they had these secret um doors doors and they and secret tunnels and secret staircases and you would either go up or you would go down never to see the light of day again <laughs> so you go from the doge palace to what they called and you go across the bridge of sigh yes well there's the, that as well right yeah, to yeah. the prison yeah. yeah um so but you can do a tour of those secret um stairs and tunnels of the doge palace um we were told that you don't want to be frightened of the dark or small spaces uh to yeah, do that yeah, but it's quite claustrophobic or be scared easily because it's quite um quite intense but, and, and, and then yeah it's quite they're quite thin yeah and you wouldn't see the doors unless they were pointed out no to you. you wouldn't, you wouldn't right, have so a they're clue. sitting in the paneling behind so that was fascinating but that's right what Lyle was saying is then there's also the, the prisoners that were sent to other cells which were across the canal and you go over the what the, the bridge of size yeah so and they, that was that was named by byron 
Right. And so it was basically they're like, oh, it's their last glimpse of the outside world before they hit the the prison, yeah? Correct. Yeah. So the bridge of size, I've got some nice photos of the outside of that, but also um, walking across it, you know, some some photos of that. That was pretty that was pretty cool. So that whole Doge Palace is fascinating, isn't it? You yeah, know, from, yeah. From the the rooms where they entertain, you know, hundreds of people to the secret police, um, the tunnels and the the bridge of size and all the artwork and the the timber work and like then just, we went to the remember we went to the armory. Us, we did too. Yeah, we actually did go through the armory. So they had all of that on on um, on display. They had armor, you know, like full armor and all the swords and the hats, like the the helmets and yeah, that was pretty pretty impressive, wasn't it? Yeah, it's um, yeah. So so much to see the, the Doge Palace. Yeah, anything yeah, else yeah. you want to add? Like, because that was pretty damn impressive, I think. Yeah. Look. Oh, there's a huge staircase as you enter too, um, uh, like um, the the main entrance. You know, like it's this really imposing staircase. So you wouldn't want to go there just for a casual visit. And there's statues at the top of that. It's and there's a big courtyard. In, in the middle, and as we said, they did the public executions outside. They beheaded people out there. It was just, yeah, it would have been, yeah, pretty full on in its Yeah, day. but as as we've said before, everything is very, very symbolic. So when you come to when they built the um, the staircase, the main staircase, and they had this, the, the huge statues, statues, like it's just magnificent because mm. that's the entrance to the Doge Palace. Yeah. So it had to be... So impressive to people that were arriving that it blew their mind. Sure. So, and that's really the whole, really tradition behind the palace. Well, yeah. Tradition is probably not the right word, but the whole Idea. feel yeah, of the, the palace, palace was to yeah. intimidate people. So, I would definitely um, recommend doing the early tour like we did. We oh, were yeah, the, it was fabulous. We were the first, the only people in the Doge Palace that whole time. So, we got to wander around and just take take photos and really enjoy the the space on our own. But after the Doge Palace, we were off to St. Mark's Basilica. St. Mark's Cathedral is well known in Venice. That's what everyone wants, St. Mark's Square, St. Mark's Cathedral. It's quite an unusual looking cathedral. I, I think, you know, the, the outside is very decorated. It's got, uh, as I mentioned um, in, a, in our earlier podcast, the mosaics on the outside. And there's a lot of dome work inside as well. So when you go inside the church, Basilica, oh, actually before you go inside, we, we did, we've already mentioned the, the four horses. Uh, there's four bronze horses. Now, there's four horses right on top of the Basilica and you'll see those in the pictures in our, on our website at beachtravelwine.com. We, um, they're not the originals. We're going to tell you about them in a, in a minute. So, But that's one of the most sort of, uh, things that you see, notice yeah, about the yeah, yeah, about the the cathedral, and also the there's basically millions and millions of pieces of glass in, made into you know the mosaics all over the church. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And look, as you walk in, it's quite quite dark. But when was it built? Oh, look, I reckon we should talk about Saint Mark and who Saint Mark was okay. to start with. So. Although he was not a direct disciple of Jesus, St. Mark is the author of one of the four Gospels mm. and played a vital role in spreading the Gospel as a missionary in the early church. St. Mark's Basilica in Venice was founded in the 9th century to house the corpse of St. Mark yes. after, now listen to this, wily Venetian merchants smuggled it out of Alexandria, Egypt in a barrel of so basically they brought his bones back. He died yeah, in sure. Egypt and they went and got them. Yeah, yeah now. Yeah. And so um, he's buried at the Basilica, yeah. so it's believed. Yeah, yeah. Right? so, yeah, so they, they and the, the, the deal is that because the, it was a Muslim country, as yeah. in uh, in Turkey, oh, yes. Turkey now, which is Constantinople. Where, where they were. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, it was a Muslim country, so they they thought that it was clever to put it in pork fat That's because right. yeah, yeah, they don't touch pork. They Actually, there's a pork. there's yeah, a yeah. Um, mosaic on the um, big archway as you go in that depicts that. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, there's so a guy like there's a guy holding his nose, looking over the the barrel of, of of pork fat. So yeah, that's. But as you walk into the basilica. 
the first thing that strikes you is it's quite dark. Yeah. 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 Because it's um, like there's so much of the um, mosaics that are, that are, that are quite dark because they date back. You know how far do they go back? San Marco Basilica was built in 1829 to 1836, rebuilt again in 1063 uh, to 1094. Um, the architecture is basically Byzantine, Romanesque, and Gothic. Mm. Now, That's probably why it is a bit right? of like the outside, you look at it, and it's nothing like, you know, the, the no. Catholic churches that you see in Spain. No. Nothing like them at all. They're it's a bit hotchpotch, isn't it? And it really is. And yeah. because you've got the domes, um, that sort of gives you that. Because it was basically, uh, as, as as far as I know, was based on the was church. It? Yeah, it was modelled yeah, on okay. a church yeah. from Turkey, wasn't it? Um, I think. Like yeah, a, it yeah. was. And I can't see it now, but it basically was copied yeah. off this particular church in Constantinople. So that's probably why you, you see the domes there. But it's, uh, would you call it eclectic? Eclectic, maybe. Eclectic. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like it's when you walk in, it's quite dark. And I wonder if that's because of the way it was built, too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And it was modelled on the Church of the Holy Apostles in Constantinople to convey the Republic's wealth and power. Mm. Embellished over time with precious stones and rare marbles, primarily in the 13th century. Many of the, many of the columns, reliefs, and sculptures were spoils stripped from churches, palaces, and public monuments of mm. Constantinople. The interior of the domes, the vaults, and the upper walls were slowly covered with gold ground mosaics depicting saints, prophets, and biblical mm. scenes. But you are right when you said it is very dark. Yeah, you walk in and and there's these like it's like you you know your standard um, set, like layout of of the church. You know you have got your chairs in the middle and you've got your your pulpit and you know the the chambers off to the side and you've got these massive big columns as you said. There there's marble on the walls and yeah up high there, there's just mosaics everywhere depicting you know saints and all that sort of stuff as, as you said and I, you know like there's not there's no windows to let light in um but once you get used to the darkness it's quite beautiful like it's really um it's very unusual as, as you said like it's not like a lot of the other cathedrals we've been into one of the things that you can see is about 90 centimeters up the wall you can see where the water damage was from um the was, flood yeah in november 2019 you know so they're they're doing all this reconstruction work as well um you know not and because of that but also you know like there's just ongoing work because it's such an old, old cathedral but they've got you know sort of flooring now that's protecting the the tiles and things as well so you walk through there and there's like the there's like a big sort of stand where the doge goes because he went to mass every day yeah pulpit yeah, yeah pulpit yeah well then there's the other pulpit where obviously the priest was as well Correct. so um yeah so every day these guys went to mass so besides being in the doge palace which is right next door to the doge palace we should add you know so you, you know that's where he lived um besides doing all the stuff he had to do with you know, running the city, he had to go to mass every day as well. So yeah, well, there is a corridor built which we didn't see, mm. but there is a corridor from the Derge Palace to the Basilica. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So there's we when we were there, there's quite a lot of, lot of people, but you know, we were able to walk past and get some nice photographs and and you know just check out a lot of the decorations on the church, and you could see where Saint Mark is. Um, you know, his what are they crypt thing? The crypt, yeah, yeah, yep, there. And then um, we went up to the top level, I guess, um, up a very steep staircase. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah. luckily it had a good railing I was able to hang on to. I'm not keen of going up steep staircases. Um, and you get to the top and you can actually look back down over the cathedral and you're sort of up at the level of all those mosaics. Yeah? Correct. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, you can touch them if you want to. I wasn't quite game, but they're, you know, like and they show you there's sort of like a bit of a museum area where you, they show you how they actually made them and they you know they've got lots of people working on these you know and there's little bits of glass some of them the size of your fingernail and some of them you know like tiny little bits like so the finer sort of around their their eyes are these tiny they're all just little bits of glass that they they put plaster down and 
they have someone draw the diagram and then they have, you know, the artist do that and, like, it's a whole process to get all those mosaics done and they've got them all over the top of the walls and over the domes. It's 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 outstanding, isn't it? And, and a lot of the mosaics are huge. Yeah, huge. I get, and how they even get up there to do it. Like, I can't, I just I couldn't get my head around that because you'd have to do it in place. No, I don't think, I think she actually said that they do it and then they put it, like they get it and then they put it up somehow. But some, they're sort of curved, some of them, so that would be. Yeah, I'm not sure, but it's like it's impressive. It is impressive. But the other thing about, because as Leanne said, you look down at the the main floor and and that's huge because you've got to imagine like you've got 1,600 uh, aristocrats just in the, over in the Jojo Palace. So then put in. The rest of the yeah. the population. So yeah. you imagine the size of the downstairs, and then you go upstairs. And they do. They just still do mass there every day. Correct. Yeah, it's yeah. still. Yeah, they still do that. And when we were there, there was a service uh, going on. A service going on. But down the bottom were all the males, mm. and up, and up the, top. the top were the females. Yeah, which is a better view anyway. Yeah, I yeah, I don't think the the guys got it right <laughs> there. But so when you walk around the top, as we're saying, like there's a bit of a museum, like or a you know, information place where they show you how they, they made the mosaics. And then as you go around that part, you come across the four horses. Yeah. Yeah. So they're the, the four bronze horses that um, the Venetians stole from Constantinople. Um, Constantinople. Now, they also say that those horses originally came from ancient Rome or Greece. Yeah, so so they, they basically the... The uh, the, <laughs> they the, yeah. the Constantinopolians. Everyone kept taking them. Yeah, that, so yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, they they stole them probably from there. Yeah. And then they went to um, to Venice, and then Napoleon came along in 1797, I think it was, and he took them to uh, Paris, and they were on top of the um, Arc de Triomphe because. Napoleon thought they looked good, and then eventually some. They, I'm not sure how the Venetians got them back, but they got them back inside. Yep. Now the original ones are inside the basilica. Yeah, so that's what I was saying. When you walk around the corner and you see these, they're they're probably two times the size of a normal horse. Like they're, you know, they're, they're well, maybe not quite that much, but they're they're huge, and there's four of them, mm. and they are so old. And one of the things about them is they're so realistic. Yes, but they're beautiful, and you can actually see the veins in some of their necks and stuff. They are they are stunning, but they were so big they didn't realize when they went to get them and bring them back from France, and they get over there to bring them back, and they don't fit into whatever they were bringing them back from. And what did they do? They cut their heads off. They chopped their heads off, and so that's now why when you see the pictures of them on our website beachtravelwine.com, go and check it out. Um, They've got collars around their neck now. Yeah. Yeah. To um, hide what they did. Yeah. 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 But you can actually then just around the corner from the real horses, you can hop out onto the roof, I guess it is. Yeah. Of the basilica where the um the horses are outside on display. And um you can go out there and um see those ones, but you can, you know, get the view over St. Mark's. Um, plaza and the, the Grand Canal. The Grand Canal, like um, I didn't, I was a bit freaked out. It was a bit, bit um, unsafe for my liking, but everyone goes out there. It was pretty sure. Yeah, I mean, I think if it had been a nice day, you'd spend a bit more time out there. But I got, oh, actually, I got a couple of good photos myself because Liam wasn't that keen, and I said <laughs> to Liam, "Do you want me to get some photos?" And she looked at me with, you know, um, scare. You know, she was a bit scared of what I do, but I got one particular photo. And I'll tell looking you across the horses yes. out to the canal, which is a good one. There was also, and I don't know what the name of the building was, but it's a it's a bell tower. Yes. And it was on the right hand side, and I think I got a pretty good pick of that. And and um, that that bell tower you're talking about, it's got two figurines up there, and one's got a hammer, mm. and it, it beats the um, time like it's eight o'clock. It does it eight times, and that's been yeah, going. Yeah, that's so. Yeah, the figurine, but basically hits the bell. Yeah, but it's been that they've been doing that nonstop. For centuries, that that mm. um, particular thing. Look, it's a really impressive building. It it really. And that had the that had the um, the twenty four hour uh, Latin numeral clock as yeah. well. So we definitely think the St Mark's Basilica is worth the visit and doing the the guided tour. Yes. Yeah. Well, we uh, I think the guided tour was 
230 odd euro, which is about 400 bucks, I think, Australian. Mm. But you look another you know, three and, hours well spent, though. Yeah, and make sure you get the early one, though. Yeah, very early. So, Lyle's very excited to tell us all about um, one of his heroes. <laughs> well, it's, um, I'm going to talk about two of uh, Venice's, Venice's favourite sons. Okay, well, let's do it. Let's get this. Let's okay, get this. so the first one is Casanova. Right, everyone's heard of Casanova. So, right? he was born in 1725 and died in 1798, age oh. 73. The most prominent prisoner who made the pass over the bridge of size. <laughs> yeah, he? yeah, he uh, to the new prison from the Doge's Palace is Casanova. He was imprisoned in the year 1755 for expanding an anti religious. Uh, oh, he was sorry, anti religious. Um, while you're sorting that out, I'm just going to say people know Casanova as being like, um, you know, you're a Casanova, he was like a. a a player, right? Sure, he was yeah. a womanizer. Yeah, right. But he was obviously doing the wrong thing, and he ended up in in jail in the Doge's Palace. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he yeah he was yeah it was they say it was an anti-religious okay opinion and right. But but basically, what they did is they claimed him as a spy. Right. Okay. Um, but to, to, but he went up to the lead jail, didn't he? Apparently, yeah. Yes. And and he was there for fifteen months, and he must have thought. I'm too young for this. I need to get out. Oh, Casanova. So what Casanova did is somehow he made a hole in the lead roof and he got out and somehow he climbed down the outside. So the lead roof's up in the cavity of the, you know, this multi-storey palace. Somehow he's climbed down the outside or walked across the rooftop somehow, got down to the bottom and miraculously there was a gate left open that he was able to go out mm. and at the same time miraculously there was a gondola in the middle of the night just waiting to take him away to take him away and off he went and spent 20 years traveling around europe yeah look <laughs> he was a bit of obviously he was a real character but i and he has uh he written his mem, uh, memoirs Memoir, yeah. in, in french and he wrote them in French because he preferred the French language to, to his own. But I, as a classic here, um, despite, this is in his memoirs, despite an excellent moral foundation, mm. the inevitable, <laughs> the inevitable of divine principles, which were. Mm. Oh, oh, it's great, great quote, this one. Sorry. Um, <laughs> in my heart. Yes. Uh, I was all my life the victim of my senses. I have delighted in giving, going astray and I have constantly lived in error with no other constellation that of knowing I have erred. So in other words, he didn't get, he didn't care. No. Okay. Uh, he, that, he, was, that was a great quote. I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, sorry, but I, <laughs> I, I had, I, anyway. He wrote it down saying, because you, you fancied that because he's like, I have done all this shit. And I don't give a damn. Yeah, what, I've what got no regrets. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah, fair enough. So that's Casanova. He was quite tall. I don't know why I knew that, but apparently he was. Well, the lady in the... Oh, uh, Paula told Paula us Paula told us that. All right, so tell us about the other one, the Marco Polo. Marco Polo. Marco Paro. Who was Paolo. it, Marco? Marco Polo. <laughs> Leanne, stop it. Um, 1754 to 1324. He was Happy. 70. 17 to 13. No, 1254 to 1324. Okay, I think you said 17. Well, so he was yeah. 70. Ah, yeah. oh, I see. Uh, he's buried at the San Lorenzo in Venice. Mm. Marco Polo is arguably the most famous Western traveller to have journeyed on the Silk Road. As a young merchant, he began his journey to China in 1271 and his travels lasted for 24 years. During this time, he became the confidant of Kublai Khan, initialing, uh, and initially the journey was to spread Christianity to the ruling classes of China and to establish trade relations with the new Yang dynasty. So why was he famous in Venice? I don't know. Was he born here? He was born here. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. he was born here Sorry. and uh, he made great, great maps, maps about Asia. Asia. Now, mm -hmm. yes, I think the influence that Marco Polo had was he basically discovered the Silk Road. Right. So remembering Venice was one of the most 
uh, important um, ports ports and trading centers in, in the world mm. of that time. I think the fact so that Marco Polo he's established it with the East. Okay, very yeah. good. Okay, so, so that's Casanova and Marco Polo. Yes. Marco <laughs> Polo. Yeah. Oh man! All right, and to finish off, love, um, just quickly, another thing that um, Venice is well known for is Carnivali. Oh yes. You know, and when you're walking around the streets uh, of Venice, there are lots of things for sale, but one of the things you see a lot of are the masks, you know. And originally the the men wore um, plain masks and the women had fancy ones. Um, and that was because they partied so hard and did really bad things that they didn't want to be recognised. Well, part, part of the thing was that um, original, initially um, the I suppose the peasants or, you know, the mm. underclass were not allowed to wear colourful clothing. Right. So for three months of the year, the doge has made a, you know, a, a decree that in this three months of the year, as long as you wear a mask and no one can identify you, you, you can wear whatever you like. So there's masks for sale everywhere, fancy, sure. you know, feathers, like big headpieces, the ones with the great big long noses, like they're just... Um, Everywhere it was quite a, and it goes back centuries. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, e and each of those style of masks, yes, uh, there's a tradition behind behind yeah. that style but of masks. They're, they're beautiful, you know. Like, oh, some of them are so intricate. Yeah, yeah, they're, some they're of them beautiful. Are, some of them are scary as hell. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, so when that happens once a year now, still they do carnivali. Yep. Yeah. Same they, three months. Yeah. Okay. Wow. There must be like a major week or something that they do mm. some celebrations. So, all right, La, this is. Venice, you um, you know, I, I wasn't sure whether I'd love it, but, you know, I couldn't get the smile off my face when we came in from the airport and made it to our beautiful accommodation and over the canals and walking over the streets and the bridges and looking at the little restaurants on the sides of the canals and, yeah, it's just everything magical that I thought Venice would be, yeah? Yeah, and, put, you know, the thing that we've heard is, you know, you get lost in Venice. Yeah. Well, you sort of do. Yeah, we you know? we went wandering one day um, and I said, oh, that's, you know, we've got to head back this way. We'll just wander and see where we go. And the next thing you know, we've done this big horseshoe shape and we basically ended up where we started. But it didn't matter. Didn't yeah, it? it's funny. <laughs> Everywhere we, we've been in Europe, they they are so parochial, whether it yeah. be in Spain or England or all these places or in Paris, they're so parochial, but I don't think yeah, the, there's anywhere <laughs> else in the world more or so far that we've visited more parochial than the, the Venetians. Venetians. And they have every right to be, yes? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right, Arrivederci from me in, in Venezia. And... Yeah, ciao, baby. <laughs>